everyone and welcome to another episode yes, of yes. My Dream, My Reality, where myself <laughs> and my special guests, we talk about how we're making our dreams become true um, and we're going to make sure you feel inspired, uplifted and really encouraged to make your dreams a reality. So I have a great guest with me today, <laughs> great guest, a good friend of mine um, and I would love if he could introduce himself. Who are you? Yo, can I just say, I love that intro, man. Jeez, you? so, your voice is so smooth. I, I love that, man. I love I that, no, man. It's not always smooth, <laughs> No, but I love that, man. Um, Yeah, especially kind of talking about our dreams and our reality. But yes, for the people, thank you very much for having me. My name is Carl Kanadu. I am a, oh, my days, how, where do I even start? Motivational speaker. Yes, you are. Um, CEO of <laughs> Two to Three Degrees. Yes. Host, <laughs> yes. um, coach, entrepreneur, all of those things mixed in one, but you most importantly. TEDx speaker. Hey, okay, cool. Plug me, man. TEDx speaker me, times yo. two. TEDx speaker. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been blessed, man. I've been blessed. So, Continue. Yeah, man, here to kind of, yeah, inspire, engage, just work with helping people like myself step out of their comfort zone and really push to do the things that they want to do in life. Cool. Love it. Okay. So, I mean, in every episode I say this, um, I think if you ask this question mm-hmm. and then you get a, a certain answer, you can tell a bit about somebody from this question. Cool. I think. Yeah. It might be a bit prejudiced. I don't know. But I think you can gain a lot. Cool. So, cool. what would you describe to be the theme tune of your life? Whoa. Yo, I love that. I what love would you that. say? You know, it's crazy. It's yeah, mine is, it. <laughs> mine is actually really simple. Um, and I think for a lot of people, you might not necessarily know this song. Yeah, but I'm a massive, massive, massive Biggie Smalls fan. Okay. Um, so and Biggie Smalls has got a song called I Got a Story to Tell. I don't know if many people have heard it, I but essentially it. in that song, he narrates a whole story about a crazy scene of his life that went yeah, it's a bit explicit, but basically he went back with a lady and did whatever and had mm-hmm. some fun, but it turned out to be something completely different and took a whole turn. But the way he narrates the story yeah. and he's sitting down with his friends, I feel like really encompasses the type of person that I am. Because as a speaker, you're a storyteller and mm-hmm. you're always bringing people together to kind of help them see a different picture of life. So for me, that's the thing, man. It's got such a vibe and a theme to it. And I'm a massive Biggie Smalls fan. So that's the one for me. Biggie Smalls, i got a story to tell, man. Wow, okay. I feel like I might have to go on Spotify after <laughs> no, this. No, you're going to have to check that one out. Yeah, I haven't heard tune. it. It's a big tune. Can I cheat and give another one as well? Of course though? you can. It's go. another Biggie Smalls one, so that's, that's really bad. But um, yeah, Sky is the Limit. Oh, yeah. See, I, I know that hands. song. <laughs> I know. I like the chorus. Yeah, yeah. I don't know tune. the rest of it, but I know the chorus. It's cool. You can lip sync. We got I'll you. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so today, for all the listeners, we are going to explore um, the question, is there really one career for life? So I know like back in the day, maybe like our parents' generation or, you know, your grandparents, whatever, they studied, they went to school and then they had like one job and then at the end they collected their pension. That was it. (laughs) But as we know these days, it's really common for you to change your career. It's acceptable. I think a lot of people don't really know what they want to do and there's no harm in that. Um, A lot of people graduate from university and feel I'm going to do this career, maybe try it out for two years and find out, hey, I don't actually like it. Um, so we're going to kind of explore that and talk about that today. Um, I just had a few facts actually, because I love to do my research (laughs) around this. Um, so I read on this website called CV library for anyone who's always looking for jobs. Um, around 76% of UK professionals would start an entirely new career if they were given a chance. So this suggests to me that people probably don't really like where they are. Um, and also it's been noted that you will probably change your career at least three times in your full working life. Wow. So that's probably like every, what, 20 years? Yeah. 
10, 15, 20, 15 years, you'll change mm-hmm. your career. I think that's amazing. It so is. That's a great fact, man. Yeah. So I know with you, Carl, you were in the sports and governance sector. Yep. And now you have moved, transitioned yeah. into all these amazing things that you're doing. So, I mean, talk me through what made you decide to, to do that? Yeah, totally, man. Um, There's a few different things, but just coming off the back of the stat that you gave, I think that's mm. really, really interesting because we live in a day and age now where you're a living example you know you work and do some great work um in the corporate sector Mm -hmm. but you've just started off your own podcast and you've even in the past done some work with two to three degrees yeah so you're making use of the different skill set and i think what information has allowed us to do is actually have a platform to use the different skill sets that we have so you don't just have to be the person that works in the corporate sector and wears formal wear to work every day Mm -hmm. you can do that and have your side hustle and have your passion project and be doing something else online so i think yeah that's just really poignant to discuss the discussion that we're having today Mm -hmm. but in terms of um the transition that i made and why i did it i think everybody goes through that those mini quarter life mini life crises yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone goes through them and mine came when um mine have come at a few different times but mine came whilst i was working at the commonwealth secretariat so i um to get there i, I so to give a bit of context i failed my a levels miserably i was far too focused on semi-professional football and girls chasing <laughs> girls around in my oh, football yeah. tracksuit and then yeah didn't really do well did really bad in my a levels um and then went to university through clearing and you know that was the first time i kind of said to myself you know what i'm not going through that failure experience again i'm going to do this thing properly mm-hmm. got a first class degree did some work with the commonwealth secretariat um flying around the world doing great work but then i had a day where i walked into the office and i looked at my manager and i said to myself okay cool i don't want to do your job i looked mm. at his manager and there was even more paperwork on his desk and i was like i definitely don't want to do your job that's so deep <laughs> you know that's at- Anyway, continue. No, no, no but it's true. We'll come, me, yeah. we'll come, we'll come on to it. And yeah, then, yeah. and then the director walked in, and it's funny how God works sometimes. The director mm. walked in just as I was thinking that, and she started screaming her her head off. And I was like, "Not only do I not want to do your job, I don't even want to work for you. So what mm. the hell am I doing here? Like, why am I here?" And I remember going through that period and going home and having loads of conversations and almost like arguments with my mum, debates about how, mum, I feel like I've got genius level talent in different areas. I can't be sitting behind a desk every day. There's definitely more that I can give yeah. to life. I just need to harness it. Like I can't just be going to this office every day and doing this work. It's not enough for me. And in my mum's eyes, she was like, listen, you got a secure job. You got your degree. Like just, I'm not, not like saying don't jump, but just like give it time, give it patience. But the fire in my belly was too much. Yeah. So I just had to jump ship. And so I think the key learning for me there was listen to yourself. You oh. would be able to tell yourself. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> your mind and your body and your heart and your soul will always give you an indication as to when you need to move in life. And it's not for everyone, it's not going to be, um, you know, jump ship and go and start your own business like mm-hmm. how I did. For some people, it's just going to be, okay, cool, start my podcast, start my side hustle, start yeah. start developing websites, start, you know, a market store on a weekend, whatever it is. But you've got to listen to that hunger inside of you and start doing something. And so, yeah, that's where it started for me, man. So I know you just said you kind of listened to yourself, but yeah. when was, how did you know it was like literally that time? Yeah. Was there an event that happened that you knew this is the time I'm actually going to leave? Because I think I, did I know you when you, yeah, I met you then, didn't I? Um, were, when I when I first, first left, no. Because okay. I, I had left early on. So basically what happened is 
So by the time I was in this position, I had graduated from uni mm. and I was actually on my second business. Right. So I started a, a business in uni. Um, it was an invention that my friend and I came up with, got got some funding for it, but we couldn't get it further than that. Stopped that one. And then we started a removals and transfers business. Mm-hmm. And whilst I was having this feeling of wanting to jump ship at uni, we were running this business on the side and my contract was coming to an end. And they asked me if I want to renew my contract. And I was like, no, you know what? No, I'm going full time entrepreneurship. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it was those things culminating to the same time, the end of the contract, having the business on the side and just having that hunger to want to explore and realizing I am young. So any mistakes that I do make, Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think all of those things kind of work together to help me make that first jump into my business and that business actually turned out to not necessarily work or to not be the one mm-hmm. um, a removals and transfers business if you imagine i was actually on the motorway wearing a high-vis jacket driving a van and at one point i was thinking to myself yo this thing is kind of making money but what the hell am i doing yeah, here? Like, yeah this yeah, is not yeah. my calling it's not your calling you know so it's important to listen to what is your passion what is your calling as well okay did you have to do any research because obviously sports are- <laughs> <laughs> so sorry guys so we've got um we've got our sound engineer again we've got Ryan in the building woo woo um, yeah man. and he's got um shivers down his spine here in this story it's inspiring <laughs> i'm glad you love it um so yeah so carl um did you have to do any research because like sports and governance mm. so different to all what? the amazing things you're doing right now yeah, so totally. to make that leap what did you have did you read anything did you talk to people like what was that like yeah, totally, man. Um, obviously, everyone's going to make a different type of leap. So when we're talking about career change, it might not necessarily be from one career to entrepreneurship. For some people, it might just be, I'm going to go from the corporate sector into the third sector or the public sector, yeah. whatever it might be. So, But there's definitely, there needs to be a passion for wanting to get into that particular sector. And that will lead you to do the reading, to get involved in it. So one thing I would say is that, if you're in a role that you don't like mm-hmm. and you want to go into another role, start volunteering in that sector. Start being in and around it. So for us, obviously, I was going into public speaking and training people. I started taking up voluntary positions that allowed me to do youth leadership projects that allowed me to go and do public speaking. Mm-hmm. In It started off as just primary schools and then secondary schools. But these things allowed me to start developing my training and my facilitation skills before I could fully start a business in it. So that's my one recommendation. Yes, do the reading up on it, Mm. but get involved. Like you don't have to be paid to get involved in the beginning. You just have to throw yourself in and say, okay, what other ways can I creatively get involved in this sector and then actually dip my toe in and find how how it works, what I'm good at and and learn Mm -hmm. essentially. Cool, okay. So you decided to make your move, Mm -hmm. but how did you know like what it was you're looking for? Like was it more money or fulfillment Mm -hmm. or like less stress? Like what (laughs) was it that you're looking for in your next career Um, move? I heard Mark Cuban said a really cool quote. I did a video about it, but I don't know if I can remember the quote, but yeah, it was don't just follow your passions, Mm. follow your efforts. Okay, what does that mean? So basically saying that it's cool to be passionate about something, Mm -hmm. but passion dies. Sometimes you could be passionate about something. Like if I'm hungry, I'm passionate to eat. Once I eat, that passion's gone. I'm cool. You know what I mean? And that's how it can be sometimes. But if you follow your effort, your effort effort is what you would do or what you spend your time doing even when... One, no one's looking. Two, no one's paying you to do it. Jeez, I'm you know sorry, I mean? I'm literally like clicking. <laughs> it's <laughs> clicking, okay, Moving okay. like poetry, but like, and the reason why I think that is important is because regardless of whether people were paying me or not, 
I was always going to be doing the training. I was always going to be doing the YouTube videos of motivational speaking. I was always going to be going to schools to try and inspire and motivate mm -hmm. people. And so if you follow your effort, even when someone removes the money, you will still be doing it anyway. So it makes it easier to grind when it's not necessarily going that well. Wow. And so because of that, I found that it was easier to make that transition because if this is something that as soon as I leave home, I spend my time doing it. When mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning, I spend my time doing it. If you give me the whole day to do it, I'm going to be doing that for the whole day. I'm not just going to laze off because it's something that I want to do for money's sake, innit? So, yeah, don't just follow your passion. Follow, follow your effort. effort. What you spent, like, you might be a web designer by, by, by in the, on the weekends and after your nine to five. If that's something that you'll be doing anyway, mm -hmm. then obviously go into that. If you're someone who's always coaching people and inspiring people, if you're someone who's always looking for creative ways to design things, like, yeah. follow the thing that you're passionate about, but also that you actually put effort into. I mean, I hope people are really taking <laughs> note because I wish I had my notepad, but I always make this to listen back. But no, really, really good advice. So, I mean, were there any barriers that you faced making that change? Um, yeah, practically. So I remember the day that I said, you know what, I'm not um, going to work full time anymore. I'm going to run this business full time. So we have been running two to three degrees for a year. Mm -hmm. And obviously myself and my business partner, Aziz Minot, co-founded it. So me jumping ship and going full time impacts her as well as it impacts me. So I remember leaving that job and being so frustrated. I just went straight to her house. Yeah. And I said to her, listen, I have to do this. I, ha I have to go full time because there's too much passion, too much energy. And I outlined all the reasons why I have to do it, mm -hmm. what the pros and cons are. And practically, one fear is how where are we going to get money from? Like, we need mm. to pay you a salary. Where's that going to come from? You know, how do you know you can get all of the business? How do you know this won't cripple us? Cripple us? You know, like we have to deal with the practicalities of this thing. Yeah. And some of the things you might not necessarily come up with an answer for, but you know you're going to put effort towards. And there's a, a few different strategies that you can come up with how you're going to do that. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so we were going for a year. So we had evidence that the business makes money. Now okay. it's just a case of if we're going to have someone full time, how much salary are you going to take? Can we bring in that amount of business? Yes. Okay, cool. How can we make sure that we scale that mm -hmm. once you actually start working and you have to give up, give time to these things to actually see if they work? So only last month we celebrated a whole year of me being full time. Yes. And um, yeah, obviously it's been a huge blessing, but there's been ups and downs. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, yeah, one of the barriers sorry, is money. Another barrier is just fear fear of failure and mm -hmm. um, another barrier is people saying no that's always going to be if you're selling any product people are going to say no people are going to say yes but you can't be disheartened by that you know Absolutely, what i mean Every, I sometimes it takes 20 no's to get to a yes mm. you just have to be prepared to knock on 20 doors before you get that yes Not so it's that persistence man, and keep going totally. having that resilience i mean did you have any other apart from those did you have any resistance or barriers with even like motivational speaking mm -hmm. and um, you know, talking at schools and, and all the other events you do and you, yeah. you host as mm -hmm. well totally. um, and, and doing the TED Talks. Did you have any barriers trying to get into that side of the things that you do? Yeah, totally, man. I think, um, especially with regards, so practically with regards to two to three degrees, we deliver these motivational talks, programs and workshops in schools. Mm -hmm. Getting into schools to deliver work is very, very difficult. I you know? I know this. <laughs> exactly, I you know from your work. work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so hard to get, get into school. Exactly. It's, it's, it's ridiculous because they have so many people selling at them and they have very little budget. And just so many protocols yeah, in general exactly. dealing with schools. Yeah, so exactly. It's a bit difficult. Um, so that's one barrier in itself. And so you have to 
learn how to do sales essentially Mm -hmm. and a lot of sales comes down to actually building relationships and that takes time it takes time to be able to build enough relationships to get to a stage that you actually get the yes and the sign off from the person Mm -hmm. and so that was definitely a barrier alongside that is also building a team once you jump ship and you have this great idea you need people to actually help you bring it together because there's only so much you can do as one person i agree and so yeah building that team can become a barrier and one of the things that we've learned is that sometimes when you start something new and people align to the vision a lot of people will flock towards that vision but might not necessarily have the right skill set for you mm-hmm. and so there will be there'll be people that come and go but you shouldn't be disheartened by that and what you should do is actually try and figure out before you just say yes to everyone getting involved what are the things that you actually need doing and if it matched your skill set that you need doing with the people that are coming to you and don't be afraid to say no sorry um you can't necessarily get involved right now but if mm-hmm. an opportunity becomes available then get involved you know what i mean yeah because it takes a lot of time to manage people and manage um yeah manage people so you, you don't want to spend too much time doing that yeah. if you're not going to get enough in return you know okay good point good point so i mean why do you think these days it's so common for people to make a career change and transition from maybe they studies, you know, for medicine and they've gone to uni, done medicine, qualified. Yeah. And then after two years, I'm done. I want to start a business or, yeah. you know, I've, I've, you know, I work in a corporate sector and now I want to work in the, the, the third sector. Why do you think it's yeah. so common these days that people change a lot? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was just talking to someone at Bank of America and she was saying she studied criminology but now she's working in their csr department mm-hmm. and i was like i can't remember the last time i met someone who studied a degree and is working in the field of their that's, degree i don't really it's know crazy. many people i, I mean know. that's so weird isn't it, it doesn't happen anymore so rare it, so, it so doesn't rare. happen anymore man. and i think that's indicative of the type of world that we live in today because like i was saying before the access to information makes us a lot more self-aware because mm. it means that in before we lived in a world where if you studied for something outside of going to work and maybe reading the newspaper, you didn't have access to information that was gonna tell you about other sectors or what other people are doing. Obviously with the birth of the internet, that's blown that out of proportion. So I can literally find out about any piece of information that Mm. I want to know about. So now I'm not just thinking about, okay, what can my degree do for me? I'm thinking about what can I do for my life? You know what I mean? Mm. And it comes also from the onset of stuff like YouTube where people are learning at such a faster rate. Coding is coming in. Like The innovation that's taking place in this world is just making people wake up and say, I have so much more to offer the world than just a job. You can teach yourself, yeah. You could teach a lot of anything. I always say when I go into schools that you can literally lie in your bed for six hours and learn like three different skills just through going on YouTube. You can learn how to edit websites, edit videos and how to code just from lying in your bed and scrolling through YouTube. So like we don't have excuses anymore. And a lot of people are taking up those opportunities and using that skill set. So what that results in is that if you're living or working in an industry that only use uses like 10 or 20 percent of your actual skill set you don't feel fulfilled anymore so you're like i can do and give more that's the word exactly i think a lot of people don't really feel fulfilled in their jobs they're going to work they're getting the money but there's more to that yeah especially as like millennials millennials i will say always say this word anyway you know what i mean yeah yeah totally. you know what i mean we we feel that there's so much more in us we we have we've been told from a young age you can do whatever you want you can be anything and then sometimes when you go into the world the work you feel a bit like restricted like is yeah. that is that it yeah totally. you know there, there's so much more we can give and yeah. i think that's why a lot of people change careers exactly. but do you think there's a there's such thing as a dream job no i'm so happy you asked me that question because um 
I was going to touch on that there's also um, a flip side to that. Okay. In that because of all this access to information and everyone wants to find fulfillment in their work, quote unquote fulfillment, a lot of people, and that's also alongside the instant gratification of your screen. So you see things, Gary Vaynerchuk, Simon Sinek, Eric Thomas, and you're Mm -mm. like, I want my life to be like that. But you don't see the behind the scenes of that. And so Simon Sinek says something powerful like the idea that he goes and speaks to millennials and they've been working in a field for eight months and they're like, I'm going to quit my job because I don't feel fulfilled. Mm. And he's like, how can you get fulfillment out of eight months? Do you know what I mean? So it's like a match. Yes, you want to tap into your passions and your efforts. But on the flip side, you need to give it enough time to go through that process to actually realise what Mm. the fulfillment is. Um, So yeah, and that brings me on to the idea of a dream job. I don't necessarily think so it's weird. So I would say this is my dream job, but I think this is my dream job because I created, created my dream it. job. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not everybody creates a dream job out of entrepreneurship. You can create a dream job at the role that you're at right now mm-hmm. by harnessing and understanding the ugly parts as well. There are there are probably more ugly parts to this entrepreneurship journey than there are nice parts. But I'm bought into the idea that it's a higher vision and a higher purpose and not just the shiny lights of awards or people calling you an entrepreneur. Mm. So I take the ugly parts as part of it and it all encompasses the dream job. The problem is a lot of people have this idea of dream job and only want the shiny bits. So when the ugly parts come, they're like, oh, this isn't my dream job. They it is your I dream job. Leave, want, yeah. You just need to graft through it to actually figure out why you're doing it. You know mm. what I mean? So there, there can be dream jobs. It's just the idea of taking in the ugly parts as well as the shiny bits to make it that dream job. Okay, okay. Do you? Why do you feel so many people are maybe scared to make that change? So they know that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this job, it's not for me. Mm. I wish that I was a nurse, for example. Yeah. Why do you think people are so scared? Oh, man, where do I start, man? There's so much. Yeah. <laughs> There's, Apart there, from there, fear, because yeah. fear is the obvious yeah, one. Yeah, of course. Um, But that fear is born out of a few different things. One, the first thing that comes to mind is what people will, will think of you. So a lot of people, our lives are based on even if you look at the way we are dressed right now mm. now we are people clearly from seeing the way we are dressed we we, we like nice things we like to look nice we, we, we dress All up three of us get in me. this studio Do get me? Me well? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as much as we have high self-esteem and we dress up for ourselves part of that does come from an insecurity inside that wants to look and doesn't want to look like a tramp like that's mm. just the reality of it, isn't it that's how we're brought up that's what we know a lot of our lives are also based on that. If you give up that dream job, there's an element of failure there that could mean that you don't, you no longer drive that car, you no longer pay that mortgage, you no longer get to wear those 110s and those those Chanel brooches and Stop those looking re- at my shoes. Chanel like, brooch. you, me, like, you know, you no longer get to do that. So, and that's the that and and that obviously is born out of fear, but that's a mm-hmm. byproduct of it. Byproduct of it is that we lose those things that actually make us. We lose those things that we think make us who we are Mm. the material possessions and the things that give us security um another part of that is just the idea of yeah not understanding that there's actually better there's a better life for you there's more there's more to life for you but it comes with a price Mm -hmm. it comes with a price of the graft it comes with a price of not um it's not guaranteed 
your success isn't guaranteed mm. and a lot of people don't want to sign up for things because if you can't guarantee them success they don't want to be involved i don't want to be involved because i'm scared of the failure part mm. do you know what i mean and entrepreneurship is a big part of that but not just entrepreneurship changing your career in any field because sometimes you might even have to retrain for exactly example. so like exactly. you might have to go back to school yeah. or get like professional qualifications yeah. and again that's a lot money yeah. time exactly feeling like, oh my gosh i'm not up to scratch i'm behind i don't get no, it all that yeah. kind of stuff some people don't want to go through that again they've already been through that to get to the place that they're at now it's <laughs> like why would i want to go through that again yeah and then there's responsibility the practical things of i got a mortgage to pay i got mm-hmm. a family to feed etc again though and this is going to sound quite radical all of these things are excuses as a human being even if you're talking about i got family to feed at home mm. that is still an excuse because your 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 changing of career doesn't have to or doesn't have to impact the money you bring in for the long run like you're not going to go broke so a lot of the time we use that as an excuse to keep us comfortable and say, I'm going to stay in this position. Comfort. Yeah, comfort, literally. Yeah. It's just comfort, man. It's okay. just comfort. I mean, there's a lot of myths. I, while I was doing my research, there's a lot of, I guess they're myths or maybe they're true. I don't mm. know. Maybe you can affirm or debunk them. Yeah. But there's a few I want to kind of talk through them with you and maybe talk about your experiences. So there's, I guess, a myth that career transitions are too hard. Mm. What would you say about that? <laughs> they're too hard I'll go through all of them actually yeah, yeah. career transitions are too hard um, it's not the right time I don't know the right people to make a transition um, I don't have money to make a career transition what will people think about me which we've touched on mm-hmm. and what if I fail yeah <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> it's, it's a serious matter Carl. no totally I totally totally get it man but um, I guess the reason why I'm laughing is because I've dealt with all of those things mm. and asked myself that question and the truth is exactly what I said. They're all excuses. Mm-hmm. Some of them could be valid. Like an excuse can be valid, but it's still an excuse. That's the crazy thing about it. So, well, let's pick one. The idea that you don't have enough money. Yeah. Let's talk about money. Because that's 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 mm. a big one for a lot of people. Mm. Um, And obviously, this is dependent. Every scenario is different. So I can only use mine as an example. But the idea, so when I, when I said I wanted to go full time, um, on this business, I had to slash my salary by more than half, mm-hmm. which obviously makes it a lot more difficult Absolutely. to live. And I've only been able to give myself a little bit of a pay rise this February, but even that, my salary is still not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of weigh up, is what you're investing in more important than the time that you're going to spend living on a tight budget? So I'm prepared to live on a, on a tighter budget for the next two years mm-hmm. in preparation to build a business that is one day going to be an empire, that is one day going to feed myself and other staff and employees, that is one day going to feed my family. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you've got to look at, are you willing to let go of that salary or let go of that, being able to save that money for your mortgage? Because and that's and and, and like, let's make it more relevant as well. As a 26-year-old living in London who has aspirations to own multiple properties, I haven't been able to save a penny mm. over the last year, which means a lot of my friends are actually buying their first properties and I'm nowhere near my being able to get my first mortgage. Mm. And that's a massive insecurity for me that mm. I have to deal with, isn't it? But at that time, I have to ask myself, is what I'm investing in more important than having my first property by 26, 27, 28? But you and, will get there. You but and the truth is, have yes. To have that now. You, do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But for a lot of people, again, a lot of f- different things impact that idea that you know I need to be this by thirty. 
I need to be this by 35. 30 is that number, isn't it? 30 is that number, yo. I'm not even going to joke yet. Every single episode, I mean, we were here the other day, mm-hmm. uh, myself and Ro, and we were talking, the guests were talking about this number, 30. Yeah. Like, what is it? I mean, it's I'm crazy. closer to 30 than both of you. But <laughs> it's crazy. It's, but was, why is it? Like, you, so was mad. it you? Someone said, like, are you going to, what happens when you're 30? You're just going to collapse? Or, you know? Like, what happens? I said it to someone the other day. I can't, I don't think I've ever imagined <laughs> life after 30. No, I've don't planned say life that. up until 30 and I'm just like, so what happens after that? you got to plan after it. Exactly. Well, but, you but, have another at least like 70 years. Listen, but that's something that's I fell victim to. The reason, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think you worry about 30. Mm-hmm. Each stage you have school, nursery, yep. university. Yeah, yeah. Uh, family yeah, life. And family then, life and then what happens at 30. When you're, you're too stuck in the, the yeah. structure. Yeah, yeah. The structure. Normal. Exactly. But, but life is not linear mm. like that mm. it's not like you know you do this then you do this it's yep. not like that it's ups and downs a b c x y z you know it, it doesn't go in a straight line exactly and that's yeah the, my mum went to you <laughs> bruv, me my mum and my sister were sitting down on the table doing our gcse's mm-hmm. together my mum went really? back to school to do her gcse so we're sitting around the table learning about Pythagoras theorem together, together, all three of us. Then she went back to college. Then she went to uni and got her degree. Wow, you know what okay. I mean? And so like, it, the journey is different for every single person, but yeah. you have to tear yourself away from what is it supposed to look like based on what people on Insta are saying, based on what the memes are saying, based on what my friends are saying. Or you get me? As well. Yeah, like you have to run your own race, man. And the beauty of it is when you start living in your own truth, you actually yeah. t- start to find out that those things that you put importance on, they're still important, but they're not the be all and end all. I'm mm-hmm. much more interested and I love the idea of being able to build my business than I am just the idea of having loads of money in the bank. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I'm more interested in how many people I help than I am in what car I drive. Do you get me? And it's mm. not to say I'm not going to drive my GLA one day. I'm definitely going to be able to drive that. Come but on. you have to, you get <laughs> me? You just have to, it helps you see when you detach yourself from what are other people saying and what are the structures saying to what do I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? I hope, you know, I hope people listening actually feel really inspired because what you're saying is literally a breath of fresh air and there's no need to feel that, you know, we, we have to be 27, 28, 29, 30. Everything has to be in a certain mm. order. Things happen where they're supposed to happen. Just make sure that you are doing the work, yeah. putting the effort in and you totally. stay in your lane. Totally. Don't look left totally, or right. Man. You only look left or right for inspiration. That's yeah. what I see, but not to compare. Because when you start man. crying inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's man. so dangerous, guys. I really wish people were in the studio right yeah. now like, enjoy this conversation. Listen, I hope you lot are dropping down new gems. But yeah. no, you're right, man. But I guess I'd throw that question back to you. What is like a an insecurity that you've had to deal with um, around kind of, I don't know, it could be the making money aspect or the age aspect that you've debunked that myth and said, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing. Is there something that you've dealt with or that you've struggled mm. with personally? I mean, I think I get it as a, as a female. Yeah. It's like at, your, at a certain age, you should be doing X. Mm. And I've always kind of thought, no, my lane is my lane. Totally. Um, but it's taken a while to get to that. And how I get to that is just not looking at everyone's journey. I always say everybody has different time zones. Yes. So don't try to get to someone else's time zone. Stay exactly <laughs> where you are. Otherwise, you're going to be very uncomfortable and you don't know what it took for that that person to get x yeah so don't wish that oh i had that or i had this i was here <laughs> stay in your own time zone and you'll be very happy <laughs> yo clicks, clicks stay in your clicks. own time zone you know because if not and I've, I've pulled out my hair i've been stressed out about mm. it in the past it doesn't get you anywhere so yeah. 
focus on where you are and really embrace the journey because that's where the best things happen. You will reach your destination, Mm -hmm. but embrace the journey. Think about the life lessons, like what is God trying to show you? Exactly. And then at that right time, you will arrive. 100%. But just put the work in and don't look left or right. 110%, man. That is so... That is so, so key. I'm so happy you said that as well because um, I literally did a video on Friday called Comparison is the Thief of Joy. Mm-hmm. If you compare yourself to what other people are doing, you literally rob yourself of you the joy yourself. of your moment and what you are doing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? The grass isn't always greener on the other side, so True. just focus on watering yours, man. Yeah, and you I know? wish more people compared, but it's so hard. I'm kind of going off topic, but it's really hard, especially with today's generation. You know, we look at Snapchat, yep. you look at Instagram, Insta. and you look at people living their lives, and then sometimes <laughs> you're at home like, <laughs> <laughs> why am I? I'm not doing this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. True. We only get to show them the best bit. The best. You know bits. what I mean? The highlight reel. As yeah. They say. Exactly. True. True. But anyway, we we come back on topic now. <laughs> so I mean, did you have any transferable skills, Carl? So obviously, from sports and governance to what mm-hmm. you're doing now. Yeah. Were there any transferable skills that are helping you? loads man loads loads can you share some yeah man um i think it's so interesting when you're in the field working you don't necessarily know this is only when you step out that you Mm. realize how 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 helpful it is um so working in a sports governance field the, the the main aim or what some of the things i was working on was around going into kind of communities and really helping them take their sports projects and build them up so they can be more financially viable so mm-hmm. they can actually impact the community more so they can support more young people etc so with that I, I got to go out and do a lot of training do a lot of working with people to help them understand certain systems and processes and little did I know that was actually preparing me to actually come out and be a facilitator and a speaker and a trainer and a host you know what I mean and so going back to what you're talking about in terms of process Mm. it's important to be involved in that process so that you can develop those skills so when it is does come time to transfer those skills you've got it down to the T a lot of engagement with technology as well so whether it be through running the social media account of the charity or thinking about how we're going to engage with volunteers volunteers using the internet Mm -hmm. or how i'm going to run e-learning programs on our new volunteer project that we've launched that really helped me get an understanding of back-end systems to now where i'm running a youtube channel i've built a website Mm -hmm. i'm starting to understand how i can develop and edit my video content and so you're you're always learning something that can be transferable then there's the basic stuff my degree gave me a lot of um, understanding around how to do research Mm -hmm. like how to actually navigate the internet to actually go and figure out what you want and so now when i'm creating a pitch to go to a business or when i'm creating a pitch about two to three degrees it's easy for me to actually go onto the internet and be like all right cool i want to pluck this from here i want to use mm-hmm. this website for this so yeah it's just literally on a day-to-day basis the things that you're learning are always going to help you training in excel and actually how to use excel spreadsheet to do your cash flow management etc mm. etc it's all really helpful man i totally agree i mean i always say to like young people when i'm doing events for example you know they say how can i get into this career i have this degree or i have this skill set and i always say everything's interlinked Mm. and all skills everything's transferable i mean obviously if you're going for medicine it's quite vocational but most things that people do you have the transferable skills just think about what what is that skill and how can i apply it to another role because most times you're able to do that in my opinion but anyway so i mean we've spoken a bit about you know the challenges but you know i'm a bit of a positive poly and (laughs) i like to know um you know what is the best thing about what you get to do the be- oh wow come on how long have you got me <laughs> the I best don't actually thing know, but <laughs> <laughs> the tell best me a thing bit. all right cool the best thing about what we do is th- it's got to be 
the people so for example we're running a program in charter school in east dulwich mm-hmm. um, well it's actually in southampton way in peckham but charter school and we're working with um 34 year seven and year eight students who are kind of re- reaching below a certain grade and are not necessarily badly behaved but can just do better mm. and whilst we're doing delivering these workshops the other week we set them an activity to kind of build um a tall tower with newspapers and masking tape and put them all into teams Mm -hmm. and whilst we're doing the session and everyone's getting really competitive and really getting engaged i pull one of the girls to the side and i'm saying to her look these are some of the creative ideas you can use and she stops me and she said no we can do it like this we can do it like that Mm -hmm. we can do it like this but for the whole time we had been there all the teachers keep complaining and saying how disengaged she is how Mm -hmm. rude she is but i'm seeing her eyes light up and seeing how much she can use her skill set and she's being creative and that for me is that's what i live for man that part where you can really actually watch people step out of their comfort zone and come alive by igniting the fire that's inside of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can't see that in people. But if you just spend enough time to actually help them realise that they can do better, they will show you how good they are. So that, for me, whether I'm doing that on a stage, whether I'm doing that in a one-to-one session, whether mm-hmm. I'm doing that training people, that's my thing. Whether I'm doing that over the internet through the videos that I do, that's my thing, man. That's yeah. the thing that I love to do. It excites you. Totally, it gets man. you really totally. fulfilled, passionate. Yeah, man, that's that my... That's my energy, man. That's my calling. Good. Okay. So who would you say have been some of the positive people around you that really inspired you to, I guess, make that career change and that transition? It could be like a someone in real life or a yeah. celeb. Co- totally, man. Um, there's a whole list of people, man. I'm really blessed to have some really powerful people around me. One has mm. got to be massive shout out to my co-founder. Aziz Minot. Um, Aziz. Yeah, Love man. Aziz. Aziz in the building, yes. man. Yes. <laughs> Love her. Listen, if anyone is looking for an inspiring young black woman to kind of follow, go follow Aziz Please on Twitter. A double Z double E S. Um, she's massive, man. But yeah, that like I mentioned, that that conversation that day where I went to her house and I was like, look, I have to do this. I've got so much energy, I've got so much passion. She could have been filled with fear and been like, no, you're going to crush the business. She could have really been defensive about it. And she was just really pragmatic and practical. And she was Mm. like, listen, I'm not going to stand in the way of your passion and your energy. You know, I'm your business partner. We ride or die. We do this thing together. You just got to promise me that you're not scared of hard work. And I looked at her like, fam, are you mad? This is what I love about (laughs) it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. She didn't get caught up in all the excitement Mm -hmm. because I was having like a real Steve Jobs moment talking about how we could change the world. She's like, fam, if you're ready to work hard, let's do this. Yeah. You get me? And that for me has been the biggest encouragement. And we have our morning business phone calls every single day. But alongside Aziz, I got a great network of, of friends and people. And Maka, you're one of them. Oh, Having you come you. on board. I'm not just saying this because you're there. For those of you who don't know, Maka was one of the first people, if not, I think the first who got in touch and said, listen, I love the vision that two to three degrees is, is working towards. Mm-hmm. I want to get involved. How can I help? And you didn't have to do that. Like you're sitting comfortable in your in your corporate <laughs> office, like doing your thing, but you're still looking for how you can invest and inspire mm-hmm. other people. So that's been a massive Thank encouragement. You, do you know what I mean? And um, people like yourselves. And there's there's loads more people out there, man. To shout out everyone who supported Two to Three Degrees along the way, everyone who watches my videos online, everyone who shares my videos, everyone who I'm coaching, everyone who books me to speak and yeah, host their events. You do a lot everyone, of speak- your diary. Every- yo, your diary listen, is packed. We need more, yo. I need more bookings. Get at me. <laughs> Get at me, man. So, I mean, 
I can, de- when I first met you, I could definitely tell that you have good people around you, you know, definitely. again, just like Aziz, very level-headed, very positive, very inspiring. So I could tell, you know, you're not just hanging around with anyone, you've got totally. a really tight circle around you, 100%. which I absolutely love. Yeah, I man. Love it. And just to kind of, sorry, just before, I know I keep interrupting No, you, no, go for but it. But just, yeah, before you move on, that, and I'm, I'm sure you've kind of heard me say this before, but you're someone who lives this out as well. You know, people say you are the average of the five people that you spend mm. the most time with. I'm literally like, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, literally, so like, true. you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So just take a second to think, you know, who do I spend my time with? Because those will be the people that determine where your life goes. Mm-hmm. So your average level of health, level of wealth, the salary that you bring in, you know, your your or your creativity, everything that you do, your beliefs will be determined by the information that you consume. And the information that you consume comes from the people are around you, mm-hmm. the people that are investing in you. So if you, if you want to get in a higher tax bracket if you want to be more creative if you want to learn new things get around people that can teach you those new things like you know what i mean i'm not saying go home and cut off everyone that's on your snapchat or your insta mm. i'm saying just think about how you can tap into people who are being more creative and we live in a day and age where everybody's touching distance you've got social media if you're following someone that you inspire on social media reach out, reach to, out them. to them oh. get in touch say how are you doing can we go for a coffee mm. watch their videos like do do whatever you can to just be around that content we've got you YouTube in this day and age, yeah, anyone who you know online can be your mentor. Oh, you don't, you literally don't have do to you know, know them. Who my mentor Listen. is? My internet dad. Yes. I always say my internet dad is Eric Thomas. Amen. Come he, on, I E.T. love E.T. E.T. I yo. love E.T. And there's so many other people who I see, like almost like online mentors mm. who you watch. Like Oprah's one of them. Yep. I love Heather Lindsay. Yep. I mean, there's so many people. I'm like, <laughs> wow, these could be like my online <laughs> friends. <laughs> literally, though, it's true. It's yeah. true. And yeah, make use of them, man. From like reading, reading like Richard Branson autobiography, yes. listening to Miles Monroe or T.D. Jakes or Eric Thomas. Mm. Like these people are there for the taking. Learn from them, consume them. I've even got to a stage now where I've started replacing my music just with online motivational content because I'm like at every opportunity I want to be learning something yeah. and I know for some people you're going to be listening thinking right oh, it's not that deep man why are you so dramatic but it is that but deep. it is it, it really is. is like literally like I want to get to the end of the day and I'm, I'm a massive music fan but I'm starting to realise that that stuff has an impact on your spirit as well it does. and so if you're listening to all day bang bang gun gun this or <laughs> twerk twerk this <laughs> eventually you get me that's what your spirit that's what your spirit will want isn't yeah, it but like if you're feeding your spirit the laws of success, the principles of the Bible, the this, this, that. It's That's what your, your mind spirit all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You gotta feed your mind. It's like a garden, man. Reach. <laughs> so I'll come on to the last question. Cool. So for anyone who wants to make their dream a reality, yeah, and you know, make a career change to be more fulfilled, mm-hmm. what would be your advice? Cool, man. That's a great question. That's a really, really great question. What um, would you say? I could give loads, loads of pieces of advice, but I want to be very practical in mm-hmm. giving this. Um, so first and foremost, going back to that first piece of advice that I gave around following your efforts and not just your passions. Because like I said, passions drift. Um, you could be passionate about video editing one day and that passion can be lost. But if you're putting effort towards something, if you're genuinely doing something and people aren't necessarily paying you to do it but it's something that you actually just want to do go for that thing investigate that thing start there be curious and investigate that thing and 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 follow that thing the second thing i'd say is think don't think with limits like the Mm -hmm. only limits that exist literally are the ones in your own mind 
And sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. So before we've come up with an idea, we've come up with a reason as to why that won't exist. Mm. Now, I'm not saying don't be practical. I'm not saying be airy-fairy about it. But before you get to a stage where you shut yourself down, think about what could happen. Focus on what could happen and build creatively on that first. Because that, and I don't, I don't want to call it optimism, but that energy towards what I can create rather than what can stop me is actually going to help you come up with solutions mm-hmm. rather than just coming up with a whole list of reasons why it won't work. And I guess the, so the first one is to follow your efforts. The second one is to think about why it will work and be creative about thinking about that. And the that. third one is to be proactive and actually coming up with a plan. Because, you know, like these goals that we all have, like mm-hmm. if we don't put plans towards it, like you can't, you can't hit a target that you can't see. If you can't see what you're trying to get to, mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult to hit that. So put a plan together. You're not going to have every single um, answer to all the questions, but what you will have is the beginnings of a roadmap that says, okay, cool, if I'm going on this journey, how do I get there? And once you start asking those questions, you can take the first step. And the last thing I'm going to say yeah. is just start. Like, that's my motto with everything. Just do it. Just do it. Like, literally, just start, man. Because, yeah, I remember when we came up with this concept for 2 to 3 Degrees, we came up with the concept in a phone conversation. The next day, we WhatsApped every single person in our network, said, do you know a teacher? We got a package. This is how it cost. Book us to come in and do it. And we had a book in the next day. So it's like, sometimes all of the planning and the paperwork and stuff is good, but you got to start. Like, you can't move forward unless you put your one do foot it. in front of the other. You have to start, man. So, yeah, that's my that's my advice, man. Get it cracking. Guys, I hope you have taken <laughs> notes. You were literally, like, writing all this down because there are so many people I know who want to make that change. You were like, I'm done with what I'm doing. Get I want to do something. Man. Yeah, just get cracking. Just totally. go out and do it. Yeah, man. I mean, don't waste any time. You have just to. Go out. You have to. You have to, man. And, and just to round off my people, man, um, Thank you very, very much for having me on your podcast, man. I remember when we had the conversation where you said, I want to start a podcast. I'm not too sure, this, this, that. And we said, okay, cool, let's set a date. I'm going to do it. Bang. And to I see do remember, you actually, yeah. yeah and I remember, remember t- and I said, I said, calm, like, make sure I hold me to account. <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember. totally, yeah. totally. And to see you actually bring that vision to, to life, that's what life's about, man. It's True. about listening to what God is calling you to do mm. and going out and doing it, and fulfilling doing your it. purpose. So well done to you for Thank doing that. I'm you. so proud and so Thank happy you for you, so man. <laughs> Even if your, your knees are shaking. <laughs> Just do I it. I remember actually the first episode I did and when I clicked publish on iTunes, yeah. do you know how scared I was to release <laughs> it? Because like, oh my gosh, no one's going to like it. People are going to think, oh, you know, everyone has a podcast, blah, blah, blah. But I thought, why not? This is something that's been in my heart for mm. like two years. Mm. I think I told you, did I tell you like immediately? I can't remember. But, uh, it's been in my heart for a while so I'm just so glad that it's it's all coming out you know so thank you Carl <laughs> well for done, being man. on the podcast today well so for done, anyone man. who wants to follow you yes. um, hit me up man hit me hit up. up where are you <laughs> <sighs> hit me up on all the socials yo um, like I said um, Monday to Friday Monday every Monday every Friday I got a YouTube channel and I put out motivational content not just because I want to be another YouTube person online but because there's practical energy practical tips that I want to give people that we're learning through as we go through life that I share through these videos so yeah you can find me on YouTube just Carl Canardu so Carl C-A-R-L Canardu is K-O-N-A-D-U subscribe to the YouTube channel and then follow me on all social media platforms mm-hmm. it's just C-K-K-O-N-A-D-U so C-K Canardu I'll just type in Carl Canardu on Twitter Instagram Snapchat Facebook Insta all of it um, hit me up yo. hit me up man <laughs> but you know what started to actually have quite a lot of traction is LinkedIn 
yeah, LinkedIn since they introduced a video feature yeah. my video some of them we getting like 5,000 views getting wow. a lot of engagement a lot of connections with people so yeah I'm just here to serve the people and give content and valuable advice so this summer there'll be events coming up there'll be e-learning platforms there'll be online programs to engage with um next month i'm thinking of doing a 30 day 5 a.m club for people to join me at waking up at 5 a.m and you know crushing I'll their day because you know Listen, i'm an early bird yeah so man I'd let's get that. it let's get it cracking man yeah. so hit me up and for any teachers listening hit up two to three degrees man we come yes. into your school inspire your students engage with your students and get them thinking outside the box and pushing through um, um, some of the comfort zones so if anyone wants to get in contact with 2 to 3 degrees just hit us up www.2to3degrees.com email us info at 2to3degrees.com this is the longest plug ever <laughs> or follow us on social media 2 underscore 3 degrees Twitter Insta hit us up we'll come into your school and blow your students minds they away fabulous work so you guys are in for a treat I mean I've been so inspired. Thank you once again for being on the podcast. Um, so to all my listeners, again, follow the hashtag MyDreamMyReality yes. on all social media. Um, I know some people love to email in as well. I've read your emails. They do make me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, please do email me at MyDreamMyReality at Outlook.com and follow me on all social media at Amaka Uche 247 as well. So yes. thank you so much for listening. I have been your host, Amaka. Until next time, take care, everyone. Peace Bye. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>